following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. Hello, Word Alive friends and family. Beverly and I are so excited to get to spend this time with you today. Thanks for watching. Well, here we are, and we really cannot be more honored to be part of your day. And wherever you are and whatever you're doing, we really thank you for just tuning in. We appreciate you. It's still interesting times happening around the world. There's still many sheltered in place, some safer at home, some are reopening. And so we're still navigating this process. But we just want to pause a minute and thank God that His mercies are continually being poured out on us in this season. I'm talking to people all over the world, literally, from our church in Argentina and Peru. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I was uh, with a Zoom call to Kazakhstan and Russia with pastors there. And all over the world, people are suffering, yes, and people are isolated, but the Holy Spirit continues to show His great mercy, and we're thankful for that. Well, what's really been incredible, I think at one point that you were literally uh, on a Zoom call with every nation. I mean, is that not how you explained it to we me? We had 130 nations tuned in. And this. I do want to say it was just wild because they broke them up into groups of four and Kent literally just out of all of those pastors represented ended up being in the same group with our dear friend Darius Williams. Yeah. What a small <laughs> world. I mean, I think there were how many? Repre- 256 people on the Zoom call from all, every continent in the, in the world. And uh, they broke us into groups of four technologies. Wild how you can do that. And I'm looking on the screen at Dar- Dr. Darius Williams from Talladega, Alabama, it was, one of our spiritual sons. It was so funny because, guys, here, here is really what has happened. It is just becoming a smaller and smaller and smaller world. And we are all being connected by technology. And I, I believe it's a supernatural connection that God is putting together. Well, that's what Darius and I, you know, right in that moment, we just said, we know we are destined to be connected together. Absolutely. And so today we're going to be talking about destiny and purpose. And so you want to continue watching. It's going to be an amazing time. This is the time we're aligning with the kingdom of God. This as we've come through Passover, we're headed to Pentecost. We're in this very spiritual time. It's a 50-day window where Holy Spirit is moving supernaturally. This is one of those times where other times you can kind of do other things, but this is when you really want to focus in on what the Lord's saying and what He's doing. And so our, our aim today, our goal is to help you continue to connect to freedom, our acronym. Uh, F, finding your identity. R, realigning with kingdom culture. E, engaging in spiritual community. We've covered those three. Today we'll be talking about exploring your gifts and your callings or purpose and destiny. Bev and I believe one of the most powerful revelations God's given us is that of purpose and destiny. Once we realized that we weren't just saved from something, but we were saved for something and that something, it wasn't our sin that necessarily God died for us to be free from, but it was our destiny He wanted to redeem and purchase back. It lit us up on the inside. Well, and it's so exciting, especially as we have learned the whole concept of ecclesia, because I think that so many people have uh, aligned their identity, especially in the kingdom and as believers, thinking that you have to have a pulpit ministry. Well, that's absolutely not the truth. Your gift and your calling is designed 
to function in the marketplace, not just behind a pulpit. And of course, there are those who are called to ministry, but working out in the marketplace and displaying your gifts is a huge part of our identity that I think has been negated. And so Absolutely. we're reclaiming that and it is being restored back to the church. To help us communicate that today, we have an exciting team. This is an all women's team. This is our all-star team, if you will. It is Mother's Day. And so happy Mother's Day to you, Beth, Thank first you of all. Thank you very much. And happy Mother's Day to all you that are watching. And so we've got a great lineup for you today. In uh, just a moment, we're going to show you a Mother's Day video that's a huge blessing. And then we'll come back and Bev's going to lead an apostolic team of women. Uh, we've been going in all in Alabama. We'll tell you about that. You'll meet this team of women that's going to be with Bev. We're going to release an apostolic anointing today for moms and women. And then Ramey Whalen's going to be leading worship. Uh, she's our children's pastor and a wonderful mother as well. Then Nanette Mudim, one of our elders, is going to be teaching on shape, which is a real key to how to find your purpose and destiny. So we've got an all-star It's a power crew. team, I have to tell you. And in the all-in Alabama experience, the two ladies that we have with us today have just been instrumental in making it happen. And so I'm looking so forward to just them sharing with you and praying with you. And we have a great intercessory team. And these two gals are really a huge part of it. And what, I mean, the whole teaching, I can't wait for everybody to experience Nanette as a teacher. She brings a great word. And so if you are not already participating in these classes, I pray that your interest is peaked and that today you're going to want to sign up and be a part of that if you haven't already participated. That's beautiful. Let's take just a moment and honor our moms with this video. And then Bev and I'll be back with our team. Mother's Day. What a blessing. I love that line in the video. You can be a strong woman of God. And here I am with some strong women of God right here. Now. Well, it's such a blessing because we all have been part of the family for a long time. I mean, God's family is just ever expanding and growing. And these two gals right here, these beautiful women, beautiful mothers and grandmothers. We're all grandmothers mm -hmm. now. And so it's just an exciting time for us to all be together. We've had some great shared experiences and 
today we're going to share them with you. This is Mrs. Felicia Carter, one of our prayer warriors here at the church, and of course Mrs. Holly Hobson. And so we're glad they've joined us today. If you're not aware of this, we've been touring the state of Alabama. Uh, Lord spoke to us in 2020 to go all in Alabama 2020, and so He gave us the mandate to travel to all 67 counties, pray for all the uh, leaders, the government leaders, have meetings, preach and teach about ecclesia and the mm-hmm. churches. Yeah. And so I want Holly Hobson now to give you a report. Her and Matt and, and Felicia have been on this fire team that we've been going and sending now to the state of Alabama. So Holly, give us a quick report. Well, this weekend we were in Coosa and Elmore counties and we met with city and government officials in the counties. And then we released prophetic words and we had fire services in both counties. And we just want to thank you for partnering with us. You can follow the link on the screen and you can learn more information about All In. But these were numbers 32 and 33 of All In Alabama. So we're we're almost halfway there for the 67 counties. That's awesome. And of course, they're still practicing social distancing, so we're not Uh, gathering the crowds. But uh, the fire teams are going, normally meeting with the pastor couple leaders and then using social media to get the word out. But we're still seeing significant uh, breakthroughs in each and every county. And our endeavor is to align the state of Alabama with the apostolic call on our state. We were the first state to sign with Israel in 1948 to become a nation. And so we've got prophecies that Alabama has been carved out, marked out for an apostolic anointing to be released. And so Felicia has been traveling and she's a prayer warrior and she probably prays as easy and powerful as any woman I know. Oh I mean, God, as soon as yes. we get in the car and start traveling, we say, pray, Felicia. Well, she don't, bam, pray. she's off and going. Before we ever leave the property, John always says, go ahead, Felicia, pray us in. Pray us in. And so, I mean, as we're headed out for all of these missions, wow. I mean, she's just praying the glory down. And we're all traveling in the car, which for me is a little bit like a time capsule anyway. Yeah. So it's just remarkable to know that that same anointing that is right there in the car with us is going out and yes. preparing the way for us. So yes. what do you think, Felicia? Well, it has truly been an awesome blessing time for us all to watch the lives of people be changed. And people are hungry for God. They're hungry to see change. And with Pastor Ken and First Lady Bev here and Holly and the fire team, it has been a remarkable experience. And if you want the fire, the glory of God, I tell you, although you can't get to the to this county, but the thing you can do is partner in with us and experience the glory of God fall upon you. And we believe it to happen and the lives are changed and Holy Ghost fire is all over the people in Jesus. <laughs> Amen. That's exactly what we're talking about. And you know, Kent, one of the things that I love about it, you know, um, when we talk to these governmental officials, we tell them exactly how we perceive their role. They are the elders sitting at mm-hmm. the gates of the city yes. that the Word of God talks about. And so to see them functioning in their office and the authority that they walk in with such godliness and in endeavoring to really uh, hear from the Lord Mm -hmm. themselves. I mean, without fail, every single official that we have talked to says exactly the same thing. This is a case of mistaken identity. (laughs) I have no idea really how I ended up here. Yes, I I really wanted to do something civically. Yes, I wanted to support my community, but I was doing this in the marketplace and then God, Mm. then God opened the door and here I am. And so these are the, uh, the people who are 
are making the decisions for our state and they really covet your prayers. Every one mm -hmm. of them tell us as we're leaving, please pray Amen. for us that we will hear from the Lord, that we will walk in wisdom. And that is so encouraging to know that that is who is governing our state. Mm -hmm. So Alabama's got a special touch on the state. There's no doubt about it. And so you probably I've mentioned this term apostolic uh, in these last few moments. And so for us, apostolic literally means the church of the book of Acts. An apostolic church is literally the word apostolic means sent. And the word church is actually ecclesia. And so the ecclesia concept we're preaching in Alabama basically is that the church is not just the four walls of a sanctuary or a building or a denomination, but you are the church. We are the church. Leading a government is a church. Uh, raising a family in a home is an ecclesia. So we say our homes are ecclesia, yes. our businesses are ecclesia, yeah. our lives are ecclesias. And so Bev's been uh, looking into uh, and the apostolic women. I think a book that Chuck well, Pierce released. Well, it, it's by Linda Heidler and Chuck Pearson. So look, while we were in this first bit of the quarantine, I must have read 10 books. <laughs> and so I had previously read this, but I went back and reread it. And I'm also reading a great book by, I cannot think of the title of it. Um, Oh, it'll come to me. But anyway, the important thing is, is we've realized as the ecclesia that being apostolic literally means that we are just sent or being sent. Yes. It, it was the ecclesia and the government of a city who sent the apostle, apostles to establish the government in a new city so that they were demonstrating the culture. Isn't that what we as mothers do every single day? We set the atmosphere. We establish mm -hmm. the culture. We're raising That's our good. children and said that they are being sent yes. out into yeah. society to secure our future to, and to have a, a responsibility to be good citizens. And so we are the ecclesia and we literally are apostolic women, whether you know that or not. And I don't even think it just is really limited to women who understand the kingdom culture or who are believers. We are all functioning in an apostolic anointing. And so this book that I have read, um, let me tell you what I've learned about it. And I have to just kind of encapsulate this because there is so much. So I encourage you, if you have not read this book, get a hold of it. You can download it. It's a really intriguing read. So we are training our children to be responsible adults, and that's our mandate. But in addition, women are keepers of the home. The word keep is the Hebrew word shamar and refers to someone who guards mm. and watches over wow. and protects. Mm. Is that not what that's mothers awesome. do every single day? I mean, is that not what our mandate wow. is? When you hold that baby in your arms, don't you just have that overwhelming <laughs> urge to watch over and okay. to protect? So this is what is so interesting about this because I think that somehow in culture being the keeper of the house has been re relegated to taking care of the house, doing all mm -hmm. of the chores. But this is what that really means. The keeper of the house means okorus and it comes from the Greek words okaios meaning dwelling house or temple and oros meaning a guard or watcher. Wow. In John 10.3 it denotes one who guards and who is the doorkeeper 
keeper who lets in the good shepherd but keeps out the thief. Wow. Therefore, the Ochorius is the keeper of the home who watches over and guards with all authority. So if you think Mm. that your authority Mm. has been negated, now is the time to recover, rediscover, and to step up and begin to walk in the apostolic anointing that has been delegated Mm. to you by God in heaven to bring heaven to earth in your home. So we have all authority to grant or deny access to our homes. We are the gate. Listen, I totally understand this because (laughs) this is my role. I mean, if you could just see me in the spirit, I look like this. I am plastered (laughs) out against really the gates, trying to keep out all the evil and to invite the good shepherd in. Apostolic women have the responsibility to authoritatively set the order of their homes. She is the gatekeeper and her home is her temple. Mm -hmm. She is the guard over her sanctuary. She is the absolute authority over what and who who comes who and comes into her realm. She establishes sanctuaries of peace for her family and those who enter in. She takes a place of authority and responsibility to shape society and ensure a stable, prosperous society for Mm. the future. Wow. Oh my gosh, I'm just telling you, it just gets better. She prepares her children to be a success when they enter into society. Mm. So it would appear that mothers are already functioning in their apostolic anointing and gifting. Now is the time to move in God's sending anointing. And this is my prayer for you. I pray that like Sarah, you are willing to birth nations. Mm. Like Deborah, you are willing to war and govern. Like Rehab, you are willing to open the door. Like Mary, you are willing willing to give your children and allow them to redeem a people. Like Foatine, the woman at the well, you are willing to evangelize and like Lydia, you are willing to lead and prosper. Now come on, an apostolic woman love it. That is who you are. That is who God has called you to be. God is redeeming Mm. and is restoring women to their apostolic calling. So really all that means is that you are sent and you are sending. So you are already doing that. Nothing changes. Now you just know who you are and walk in your authority. I pray that this Mother's Day, as challenging and as chaotic as the world Mm. around us may be, that you as the gatekeeper, the Okanoyas, and that you are literally watching over your dwelling and your temple, allowing who comes in and who goes out and what happens there, that God anoints you with fresh oil and that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that authority has been Good. delegated to you to be the keeper of your home. Amen. Wow, man, that Amen. is beautiful. There's a there's an impartation Absolutely. happening right now. Amen. So receive the validation right now as mothers in the home. There's a real anointing mm-hmm. of authority yeah. moving right now. And so receive your commissioning, your validation, and the authority and the anointing that's being released right now oh, as you're stepping so into this. Thick. And I know I say it every time that we see you, but you can feel the presence, present, tangible presence yes. of God Amen. right here. So we know that there is no distance in the spirit. Mm. Literally, that same anointing is beginning to flow in your home. And, and especially, and I, I do want to hit on the gifting that we talked about earlier, Kent, because I think what happens so often is our words matter. What we say about ourselves is so important. How yes, we perceive ourselves and what we're saying about ourselves. If, if we perceive ourselves as less than and we're insecure and we're 
more anxious mm. and we're not seeing the gift not only that God has given us, but the gift that we are to others, then we begin to negate that power. So begin to confess over yourself, I am more than enough. Yes. I am right where I'm supposed to be. I am doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I am the head and not the tail. Amen. I am above and yeah. not beneath. I am blessed in yes. the city. I am blessed yes. in the field. Preach, I'm blessed girl. coming in. I'm blessed going out. And these are words of power oh, and deliverance. Wow. And you speak them over yourselves that you realize that that gifting that God has imparted to you may be literally as simple as just standing in the gap for mm -hmm. your children. Mm -hmm. I mean, and seeing everything else that everybody else is doing, you cannot compare your gifting to someone no. else's. Wow. Your wow. gifting is your gifting. And Dr. Seuss said it best. There is no one newer than you, my friend. <laughs> yes. And you yes. just that's do good. you because that's all God has asked you to do. Yes. You do you and he will do the rest. Wow, that is so yes. powerful receive that today. Yeah. Amen. Powerful word in Jesus' name. Wow. Dr. Zeus anointed. Dr. Zeus anointed. No newer than you. That no is profound. No newer than you. That's, no one. Oh, Dr. Zeus is awesome. I'm yeah. just telling yeah. you. No one newer than you. Absolutely awesome. Thanks, ladies, for praying with us and agreeing yes. for moms to be blessed today. We just released yes. this blessing to you. We're going to go to Ramey Whalen for a bit of worship, and then you're going to find out how you've been shaped. Hmm. S-H-A-P. How life has shaped you to walk in this calling. Absolutely in this anointing. And then Bev and I'll be back to pray with you at the end. Be blessed through the worship and the teaching of God's Word.
Hi, I'm Nanette Mudiam. I'm going to talk to you today about shape. Shape is a teaching that we got hold of many years ago after maybe 40 days of purpose and Saddleback released that teaching. There was one of their pastors named Eric Reese who released this teaching on shape that um, I learned during that time and it really stuck with me as a revelation on how we're truly all shaped for ministry. It's a simple acronym and I think once I teach it to you today you'll remember it and you'll know for sure without a shadow of a doubt that you're shape for ministry. The first is S. It stands for spiritual gifts. The great thing about spiritual gifts is we all have them. You don't earn them. You're born with them. We have two types of spiritual gifts. I won't have time to teach on them today, but you can study them out. And I believe the Holy Spirit will lead you to the gifts that are rightly ordained for you and that the Lord made part of you from before time even began when you were, life was written in a book. Okay. So the first is um, the redemptive gifts. That's the seven redemptive gifts found in Romans 12, six through eight. That's the prophet, the servant, the teacher, the exhorter, the giver, the leader, and mercy. You really have a propensity towards one of these, I promise you. This is ingrained, and I would call this kind of um, the compass and how you find God for yourself. It's a leaning. Uh, it's... Um, you know, obviously I, I come from the teacher gifting, but it's not about communicating. It's actually about how I understand God. It's about how I communicate with God. I tend to ask God a lot of questions and he responds to me in questions. And so teachers um, tend to have that leaning to our compass kind of leads us to God in that way. Um, leaders, a lot of us can spot those because they lead people. Um, givers are those people who are just always kind of under girding things that happen um, behind the scenes. Servants are the same way. So in each one of these areas, you will find that one of them is just a real, um, it's, a, it's a spot for you in how you connect for God, with God. The second is the manifestation gifts. This is found in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. This talks about how the gifts um, manifest in different ways. This has more to do with the Holy Spirit using you to minister to other people. Those gifts are the gift of wisdom, knowledge, faith, gift of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. As I said, these gifts are used in ministry, and we can actually all move in these as we are um, given to the Holy Spirit's um, leading and moving. The one thing that it takes to move in the gifts of manifestation is just really a desire. Um, the chapter of 1 Corinthians 12 ends with the scripture in verse 31 that says that we should earnestly desire the best gifts. Years ago, I was praying this. I was, that word desire actually is the same word as lust. And I was saying, Lord, I lust for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Use me. And the Lord said, who do you want the gifts for? And suddenly in my heart, I knew that the Lord had challenged me because I wanted the gifts of man 
manifestation for myself. I wanted maybe to make myself feel better, to minister to myself, to feel powerful in the Holy Spirit. And I, I was convicted in that moment. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, when you want them for somebody else is when I will give them to you. So the gifts of the Spirit are made to use in ministry and service to other people because you see we're shaped for ministry. And I also know that the Holy Spirit moves the most powerfully in love because the next chapter from 1 Corinthians 12 that we go to is the love chapter in verse 13 that reminds us that the greatest of all the gifts is to love. And so when we love people, the spiritual gifts move, I promise you, and they're in you. The next one is heart. H stands for heart. That is representative of our passions. And what I love about knowing that we are shaped for ministry in our passions and on our heart is that passion drives people. It's what motivates you. It's what, it, it's what makes you get out of bed in the morning. It's the thing that makes you cry. It means that if you uh, work in a ministry where you are passionate about it, I don't have to beg you to do that. The church doesn't have to beg you. Pastor Kent doesn't have to beg you because you want to do this. This is representative of the things that are really, really important to you. And the crazy thing about it is, is we all have different passions. We all have different things that motivate us. So that means there's many diversities of needs that get met because many of us are passionate about different things. And you can trust that God put those desires in your heart because he wants you to represent himself in the earth to meet that need. So passion is a good place that um, indicates where you um, are shaped for ministry. Your wallet also tells you this, the things that are important to you, you invest in. So passion is a big indication of where God wants to use you in ministry. The next is abilities. These are things that you know how to do. These are practical things. Um, you know, I have guys today here who know how to run a camera. I don't know how to do that, but they do. That ability is being used today in the gift of ministry. Um, whatever it is that you know how to do, if it's your profession, if it's a hobby, if it's something you've learned how to do from um, growing up in, in a certain household that maybe spoke several languages or maybe you're an accountant or maybe you're good with tools and home repair. Anything you know how to do can be sanctified as a tool of ministry um, to, to uh, be used in service to others. So abilities are another indication of how you're shaped for ministry. The next is personality. You know, we all have a personality. I always say that the more we get to know God, the more we actually discover about ourselves. Our spiritual journey is really a journey of self-discovery. People who've been um, in relationship with a long time with God really, really know and understand both their strengths and even their weaknesses. And so recognizing your personality, just even in basic things, can be so powerful as we reach out in ministry to other people. Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? There's places in the ministry for both. Um, some tools that I've used, um, and many of you maybe have, were exposed to in your college education, is maybe the Myers-Briggs. That's a great um, journey of self-discovery to understand who you are. Another tool that I've used is the Enneagram. That's something that's very popular, and um, many people are aware of it. There's lots of information out on the internet about the Enneagram. But understanding more about your personality means you understand how that God 
would like to use you in service and in ministry to other people. The last is experiences. What have you experienced in your life? The thing I love about God is he never, never wastes an experience. If you've been through it, both good or bad, traumatic or wonderful, blessing or terrible, God can use every experience that you've ever had in your life to minister to somebody else. I don't know how many times we've all ended up in some place where we're talking to somebody and we know exactly how they feel because we too have experienced maybe a similar trauma or a similar triumph. And so there's relatable experiences that God can use you, particularly as you've been healed through the trauma of some of your experiences to minister to other people. And so God never wastes an experience. You are shaped for ministry in your spiritual gifts, in your heart, in your abilities, in your personality, and your experience uniquely to be used by God. Several years ago, I had the opportunity to minister in Ukraine. I did a week-long uh, Bible school for ministers who had jobs and who were studying uh, pastors in the evening. I had never met any of these individuals before. Um, I st it was in the evening um, from like six to 10. So it was a four hour teaching and they used to have a tea break in between just to catch their breath, get a little caffeine and move around a little bit. So the first night um, I ministered, it went fantastic. The Lord had really given me a revelation and a download and the Holy Spirit ministered to people and um, the room was really moved by what God was doing um, in and through the teaching. So the second night, I went with the same enthusiasm to teach um, and to share the revelation the Lord had given me. I did so the first hour, um, and then we got to the tea break. And during the tea break, the Holy Spirit whispered to me, and he said, these people are really impressed with you. They think you're really smart. So I'm going to need you to tell them who you really are. And I understood what he meant, and I felt the Holy Spirit nudge me to just tell my story in a very transparent and very vulnerable way. So I put my notes aside for the second half of the teaching, and I gave them my testimony, and I told them who I really, really am. And you know, there were moments as I told my testimony how much I was actually disqualified for ministry, how much I actually really shouldn't be maybe the teacher that night. And I, and I can only describe it as in a very vulnerable way as almost undressing in front of someone. It's a very um, vulnerable feeling. And there was a moment as I was sharing who I really am and the real story of what really happened to me um, and the things and choices I've made throughout my life that I thought, hmm, this is a really bad idea. They're probably not going to want me to come back. And all of a sudden, I'll never forget it, in the back right-hand corner of the room, someone began to weep. And it was like it started a wave that moved throughout the whole room. And it moved from the back to the front. And as I was telling my story, I realized in a moment in time that not only now was I telling my story, I was telling their story. Because you see, we're all shaped for ministry and we have a lot of diversity of gift, but we have a lot of shared human experience. And so when we tell our story about who we've really been, we find that our pieces actually connect to other people's pieces, that our story relates to someone else's story and that our shape um, complements the, the, the ministry needs and opportunities of those other people 
people who feel called to ministry. So we're designed to share our experiences, our whole shape for ministry with other people. And in turn, I think we'll find that there's a shape to meet ours. What a powerful team of apostolic women we I have. Mean, it was amazing. Uh, just absolutely amazing. I pray you're as blessed as we are. We have had the best time. There's been a real impartation here today, not just for moms, for all of us to receive this apostolic anointing. So I know you were blessed by the All in Alabama report and uh, Bev's message on apostolic apostolic women and then Ramey's worship and Nanette's teaching on shape. You have been shaped for a purpose yes, and a have. destiny. This is our season. This is our time to walk in it. I believe that we have been quarantined, yes, by the Lord so that we can be reactivated so that Absolutely. we can begin to get, I, I like to say, get an unction to function. <laughs> and I really believe there's an anointing here today. So be empowered, be empowered to know you're called. You have a purpose. You're on the earth for a reason. And that all that you've been through has just been to prepare you to step fully into your destiny and fulfill your purpose in this season. And so we just release that impartation to you today as we all are moving deeper and deeper into freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has made us free. We also are praying and believing for freedom financially for everyone, freedom from cares, worries, anxiety, knowing that God shall supply all of our needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus, part of our worship here at Word of Lives, always giving. And so we want to do our giving declaration today with you out loud. I promise I won't overtalk talk. I'm not going to do it. You just do it because I can't keep up with you. I mean, you're too fast and loud. If, I mean, if it's as loud at your place as it is right here, please let him do it. And I'm just going to receive the blessing. Let's decree it into the yes. atmosphere, into your house. Stand up if you want to and say it out loud. Say it with faith today on the count of three. One, two, three. Today we are moving forward toward the glorious celebration of Pentecost. God not only has delivered us and redeemed us, but he also has given us abundant provision. It is a time to believe and confess for a supernatural provision. The Lord who has great power also has great resources. Therefore, we declare and decree that we have more than enough entering into this new season as God's glory is being revealed. Wow. Amen. Amen. So be blessed in your giving today. We know that God rewards us as we give and as we sow. May the windows of heaven be opened over your life and may we continue to journey through this time together as we come into the new season. I believe there's a new Pentecost that's coming our way this season as God's releasing His goodness and His mercy on our lives. Thank you for taking time with us today. We love you. Be blessed. Follow us on social media, and we'd like to keep you connected with what God's saying the rest of the week. Be Happy blessed. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Have a great day. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.